Duke. The old mixed-breed hound stiffened at my side. Hackles raised. A low growl came from somewhere deep inside him. He had turned around and was facing the opposite direction from the scent he had been following. We had been tracking what I thought to be a weasel that had been raiding our henhouse almost every night. It took me a moment to realize that Duke was facing home. As I wondered what could be wrong there, I heard two gunshots in rapid succession. Both my mother and father were at the farmstead and didn't have a firearm. My stomach churned at the thought of what could have happened. We lived in an area of Ogle County, Illinois that was called the Stingy Slough. It was so named because the circuit-riding preachers claimed that the stingy Norwegian immigrants who lived in the area rarely put much, if anything, in the collection plate. As I neared the building site, I slipped into a small pine grove to remain unseen until I determined what action to take. Duke wanted to charge headlong into whatever was there, but I didn't want to alert anyone to my presence. I held him back, much to his dismay. I had entered the pine grove from the west. As I sneaked up to the east side, which was the nearest to the buildings, I saw my worst fears come to pass. What appeared to be my parents lie on the ground, apparently dead. Nick Brody, one of the group known as Pirates of the Prairie, stood calmly reloading a brace of dueling pistols. I called his name. As he turned to face in my direction, I shot him in the stomach with my fifty caliber hawking rifle. He fell to the ground and began writhing in pain. I stayed out of sight and slowly reloaded my rifle. After reloading, I began walking directly at him. He tried to bring a pistol to bear and realized that the ramrod was still in the barrel. There was no priming powder in the pan. I quietly took the pistol from his trembling fingers and relieved him of the other, already reloaded and tucked into his sash. A sorrel gelding stood nearby, head down and forelegs spread wide. This horse had been ridden nearly to death. My father's prized mule, Molly, stood nearby as well. Mr. Brody, I began, it appears that my parents caught you trying to steal their mule. No, we was trading, he replied. The old man went for a gun. I had no choice. You're lying, I said evenly. I'm holding the only firearm that we own. My father wouldn't have traded Molly for any amount of money or any kind of horse flesh. Please help me. I need a doctor, he whined. Isn't it funny how bullies always worried about their own well-being above all else? What you need is an undertaker, I informed him. You're gut shot. There's not a doctor in the world that could save you. You're not going to leave me like this, are you? Brody entreated. Nope, I answered, trying to appear nonchalant, even though my parents lie dead on the ground at my feet. Get on your feet, I ordered. Uh, I can't, he stammered. I brought his own pistol to bear on his forehead. He began to reconsider. He staggered to his feet, 
Good job. I praised his effort. Now get on your horse. With considerable effort, he was able to accomplish this. Don't go anywhere, I ordered. The horse was too spent to take a voluntary step. Brody's pain was too bad to allow it. I went to the shed and came back with a rope, which I threw over a branch on the large oak tree in the yard. I tied the other end to the trunk. I walked to the horse and said to the animal, Sorry, old-timer. I need you to walk over here. I led the mount over to the hanging rope. What do you think you're doing? Brody asked, panic showing in his voice. Put the loop around your neck, please. Sorry, I didn't have time to make a proper noose. 